Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot is Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. So on this quick shot of romance, we are reviewing Runaway Love by Melanie Harlow. This is book one in the Cherry Tree Harbor series. How many times do I have to say this and actually think about what I'm saying? It's probably <laughs> going to be a minute, right? <laughs> right. Especially in the first book in a series, like you're still getting acquainted yeah. to, to it. So you and I had the pleasure of sitting down with Melanie Harlow for a YouTube live for a happy hour. And we kind of talked about what inspired her to write this series and her small town romances. And um, it was a really great conversation. She's a delight, first of all. Absolute delight. It, you know, it's I love I love the conversations with the authors because you really get in their mind and how thoughtful they are with their stories. You know, they are. But it's just hearing what inspires them and what brings you to it. I mean, we had a great conversation about how she built her small towns. Right. Which was completely fascinating to me on how for her, she would take um, all of her small towns are based on some real town. But then she takes some creative liberties to paint the picture to fit within the storylines. Um, and fit within her world yeah and she talked about how she uses some of the main ideas we have about small towns but gives very basic descriptions because she doesn't and her, readers don't always want pages and pages of descriptions Current as an readers. author is yeah building their world and it was so she keeps pacing and and I loved how she mentioned her dance background and how that like there's a rhythm to her writing. Um, if it if anybody used to watch the TV show, it's an older TV show now, it's scary to say, but the West Wing, like Aaron Sorkin's writing had yeah. a very musical quality to it. And as you read this book, you get the sense, oh, yes, because because of that. But as she describes things, you know, she keeps it short and take example, the diner, she talks about the checkered floor and the um the metal bar stools and so you immediately know in like two sentences you immediately have a picture in your head because we're all familiar with it right she kind of uses that americana small town she talked about it being like hallmark movie feel to describing mm -hmm. and she talked about how she get, gives us the outlines so that the reader can color it in and it's so funny because when I was reading it I imagined the booths in the diner to be mm -hmm. yellow and then I went looking she never mentions what color they are but what <laughs> color did you imagine the booths to be I imagine them to be red that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like to me, they're yellow and just a little bit Formica worn with the metal Airstream type tagging yeah. around. Well, one of my favorite <laughs> diners, um, it's actually in California. It's a, um, it's a, a chain now, but Ruby's Diner has that, like has the checkered floors and the red booths and they're very 50 styles. So this is not quite that. Um, like they're burgers and fries and shakes, yeah. right? But I I pictured that aesthetic, the setting of that, even though like, but with her diner's food, because they talk about the food that you yeah. can get in that diner, which is more home style family, you know, family meals. Um, On a scale kind of, of one to five, how much do you want to go to Moe's Diner and have dinner? Um, like 1,000. That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> the 
a foodie. Anytime you talk about a diner or a food, cool food place, I am there. Like I'm a foodie all the way. I love that. Um, okay. So you can go back and watch that happy hour over on our YouTube. I'll link it in our on the shelf show notes. Um, you can also find the synopsis for this book on our website at buzzingaboutromance.com in our on the shelf show notes, book stacks, book stats for this release. Um, <laughs> May 4th, 2023 is when it came out. It is in Kindle Unlimited. It's a single dad, nanny, grumpy sunshine, small Super town. grumpy. So grumpy. Super grumpy. So grumpy. And it truly is grumpy. He's not just a jerk. He has a purpose yeah. for being grumpy. Um, small town family series, a runaway bride. I am a fool for a runaway bride. I love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, and this is opposites attract. I would also say um, blue collar because he um, is in construction carpentry. So even though he he does own it, co-own it with his dad. Um, I mean, yeah, it's what he does. I think that that's really typical for Melanie Harlow heroes. The majority of her heroes, I think, are first responders or blue collar. Yeah, I would agree. Um, this is also close proximity, uh, obviously, because... She's the nanny. <laughs> she also typically also has, because I think of um, Cloverleaf Farms, uh, Mac, like she'll have one business type suit in a series. Well, she also. Yeah. Yep. And she talked but, about that for this series, in, too. They're ingrained in like the family business. Yeah. So it's not typical like, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Um, this new series is called Cherry Tree Harbor. This is a series of standalones. I have put out percentage at 29%, but this is not P and V 29%. No, that's at 51%. 51%. Um, but they have some pretty hot and heavy kisses that ooh, steam things up. Um, and then there's kind of a little bit of a tease and a window. There's a tease and a window. I mean, because once they cross that line, after they get past that 51%, like, they, oh, it's hot. It's, it's hot. on. But I think the I chemistry mean, and the buildup that she gives us in this book is phenomenal. Like, yeah, you felt the tension from the moment he opens that door and there stands a bride to, in full wedding regalia. <laughs> <laughs> to, to interview, interview for a nanny job to interview for a nanny yeah. job um okay so the other thing is is this is there a third act breakup yes there is um they do part ways for a moment um okay let's talk about austin our super super grumpy hero oh austin austin you know he is grumpy in all the best ways he is like the grumpy hero that you want there's some grumpy heroes that you just get annoyed with and that are just kind of on the jerks side. And he is not because he has the weight of so much responsibility on his shoulders and doesn't feel like he can do the things he loves. The way that Melanie writes these two characters, I really wanted to give them both a hug for very different reasons. Yeah. Um. For Austin, he's the oldest child. He has four younger siblings. He lost his mom when he was 15. 15. And he kind of, his dad 
dealt with a lot of grief and he helped raise the younger siblings, didn't go to college, stuck around town, um, you know, and then has an accidental pregnancy with a vacation fling and ends up the single dad of twins. Well, and he, and there's a part in the book where it talks about, he's like the one time I let loose and I do something fun for myself. I, and you know, then I end up with kids. Yeah. Um, not that he, he is the most incredible father. Like you get that from the beginning. He cares about them deeply, you know, when he's looking for a nanny and interviewing and showing, even the kids are like, nope, we have tour charts. We have schedules. We have like, they, they know their father. They know their father's buttons. They know how to get on the good side, how to push his buttons. It's really hilarious. The chore charts. (laughs) Oh, they come, they pop up throughout the book. It's great. So funny. Um, um, and they have, like, they have routines. He has things set. Um, but, you know, it's it's a person who, it's like the one time, the, every time they do the thing that people want them to do or they should be able to do, there's consequences for it. And they get hit with that. Um, so it's really hard for him to there's just a lot of responsibility on his shoulders and helping his dad with his business is a lot because his dad's getting older and he can't do as much. And uh, so, yeah, well, and I really liked this family dynamic. So this is the kind of family dynamic I want to see in a series. The pages are not crowded. We don't have so much interaction with the family that it dilutes this chemistry and relationship between Austin and Veronica. And oftentimes when we get a nanny single dad kind of romance, they're not on page a lot together because her whole purpose of being there is to watch the kids while he is not, you know, why he's unavailable. Right. And, but Melanie writes it in a way that we get, it's a really great balance of kid on page, but couple on page and group on page and none of it feels crowded or overwritten. And they, for a first in the series, sometimes it can get really lost in the world building and it doesn't. And, and actually, as I was thinking about this, um, the interesting part is when it comes to the siblings, we know that there's five total. Um, We get introduced to all of the siblings, Um, but we only really have on-page scenes with two of the siblings the other two siblings are just mentioned because they're not currently in um shoot cherry creek harbor is that what cherry tree (laughs) cherry tree harbor (laughs) (laughs) um which is an interesting approach so you know about the other siblings you get the sense that they're going to have their time but to keep it less crowded you know she's only having these other couple like um Xander and um, the sister, Mabel, Mabel um, on the page. So I think that helps, too. I think it did. Um, And the father. The father has some great scenes in it. Well, and there's lots of. So this is absolutely small town kitsch in this in Cherry Tree Harbor. They um, his social studies teacher from high school. She has a piece that is huh hilarious (laughs) and then there's his two dads best friends larry and i can't think of the other guy's name or maybe dad is larry i can't remember um 
but they provide comic relief and it just it helps us understand dynamics Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of like storytelling so the author alludes instead of showing and I Mm -hmm. love it like we got to see kind of Austin's growth from the social studies student high school student that didn't take things so seriously who is oh my god dude Unbutton your shirt. It's going to be yeah. okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's um, fine. Let's talk about our heroine, Veronica, because first of all, she was unique in her own right. She was a rocket. Oh my gosh. She was a rocket. And like, I just loved her. I loved her. And just, she was so, she was so unexpected as a character. And you have the runaway bride element. And I also loved that it didn't, like, that part of it happened very quickly in the story. Like, we just, it started immediately with action of awareness on how she gets a text that ends up not being meant for her. And that's how she finds out as she's in her wedding dress, like, 30 minutes until the wedding, um, and that's how she finds out and you realize there's this realization throughout that process and this is like you know in the first few chapters so she realizes and in all of that that she really doesn't want to be a part of this family that they've kind of she's done it as like because of her mother would have wanted this her mother's past and this family has walked all over her and she's really lost herself I think that one of the things that's really well done within that, too, is the ex, she became solely reliant on the ex. Mm-hmm. And I h- think that that really helped set us up for her character growth. It, you know, and it was also not like, I the part that I also liked about this is everything that she was taking back um, throughout that process was her reclaiming her independence and her life and her freedom even though she was reliant on the kindness of the people in this town and she needed their help to get that to get that start she also took those steps on her like she asked for help she found this opportunity she um like there was just every one of those and you could see her rediscovering her own strength which I think was phenomenal I also liked in this book that so it's really easy I think sometimes for an author to use the ex the jilted groom as the angst or as the thing that's going to come in and destroy the current couple's happiness in their moment he literally had two moments on page the ex Mm -hmm. and he was more a non-issue like he's a villain he is the villain in the story but he was a non-issue And I really liked that because I think that as a reader, that gave me a chance to be more immersed with Veronica and Austin and the kids and in Cherry Tree Harbor that we would have been taken out of that had he come in and tried to be like going to destroy him or because he's one of the rich families that has a vacation home in the area. Um, So I also liked how she... um, it also, as she made her getaway, if she will, which she had to do on foot, like she's walking through Cherry Tree Harbor in her big 
wedding dress, big fluffy wedding dress. And it's also how we meet the town and how um, the town falls immediately in love with her because she goes, her first stop is into the diner yeah, and she meets all of these people. So that like they welcome her there and then it becomes like, then we get the meet cute between, um, well, she meets Mabel, right? Is right. that the sister? Yep. Mabel. Um, Mabel. And then she she meets her super quick and knows within like five minutes that she would be great as the nanny. They have this great connection. Um, so when she goes to meet Austin for the first time to interview as the nanny, I think it's great. It's set up because she's still in her wedding dress. It's so bonkers. Um, there are some really cute little other things in this book. And again, I don't want to spoil this for anyone. I really think this is worth the read. But one of the standout things for me is so so Cherry Tree Harbor takes place in the northern part of Michigan. Um, it's up on the lakes. Uh, and so one of the things that's in that area is fudge is very, you know, Mackinac Island fudge. And it's kind of a thing up there. There's this really special scene where Austin has once again stepped into it. It's like the next morning after he's let her stay the night. Um he steps in it and he's taking her to go home, like to get a bus and go home or whatever. And he realizes that he's kind of being a jerk. And it's early on in the book. He gives his kids fudge for breakfast and he takes her a slice of fudge that is vanilla. And when he hands it to her, I just think it was when he hands it to her and he says, here's vanilla fudge. They didn't have any with sprinkles. I asked. It's in that moment that you realize how much of a listener he is mm -hmm. and that he she talks about they had a conversation about cake before and what kind yeah. of or ice cream that her liked. mom took her for ice cream and it was yeah vanilla ice cream with, with sprinkles with sprinkles something like that which is really basic you know it's not fancy but that was like one of her great moments of joy and he listened and i think that for a hero that kind of exalted Austin a little higher into the book boyfriend realm. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't like a guy that listens? Absolutely. And I think there was a lot of that. I mean, there was also a lot of internal on both sides and it didn't get, um, sometimes when there's just too much internal dialogue, I, I like her, but I don't, I shouldn't or vice versa. Like it gets like, okay, come on, we get it. They don't, but this never had that. It just kept moving. Um, I also wanted one part I really loved because um, I grew up dancing and I've seen the Rockettes. They're stunning, absolutely stunning, incredible. And the work that they go through to to have that position is incredible. But throughout the story, she still weaves that dance element into it in the sense that um, Veronica teaches a weekly class at the senior center. Um, for free just because she helps all the seniors and she, she makes friends with all the seniors um she um does yoga with the kids she also creates um tap shoes with chains tap shoes with the kids with pennies like tape on their sneakers and sticks pennies to it um where the taps would go and i just love those moments because it they she didn't miss an opportunity um, in the character, just in the nature of the character. Sometimes people mention something as like, oh, I want this character to be X, Y, Z. 
and then it's mentioned maybe once or twice in the beginning and it's forgotten through the yeah. rest of the story and this was just developed and continually developed so you don't she did a great job of really keeping the core of who the characters were throughout so the story it creates a lot of continuity for the character so we know she's a rocket and while she's not in new york city she's in small town michigan we still get pieces of her passion of music and dance because mm-hmm. of that and that just is a testament to how well this story is written and how melanie harlow did such a great job um and plotting it out and one of the things that was really I really liked how she wrote in this book is Austin comes from this big family. They're a little bit in everybody's business. Veronica was an only child of an only child who was no contact with her parents. So Veronica growing up only no had no contact with her father. Oh, well, no contact with her father, but she also her grandparents cut yes. off her mom too. Yeah. And so she had this. And there's a pivotal scene in that where there, she knows that they're cut off. Yeah, but it create it it shows you the differences that you know Austin doesn't begrudge his family at all, but Veronica wants what he has. She, she finds a place. I, I mean, the town opens their arms to her. His father opens is just smitten from the moment he meets her. He is charmed and smitten and every time she calls him just to hang out or go to the farmer's market or something he jumps at the chance to spend time it's super cute like to watch his father fall in love with her yeah you know not no creepy like way but just like in a charming small town way um it's it's fantastic um okay is there anything else we should add to this um I would like to say that I, and I expressed this to Melanie when we did the live, I don't know that I can wait until August for um, <laughs> Sanders book. I need it like now yeah, because there's some great setup for him as a character and who his character is. I love the way he just, it's actually it back to his brother. The brother dash is the book I it's, need. Oh, <laughs> No, I need that one too. He's the well. I need all of them, honestly. Yeah. I need the I need the daughter because you Mabel, I, I mean, you know, Mabel's going to be a little bit. She's feisty. She is oh, feisty in the it. beginning she's, of this book, and anyway, she's feisty throughout it. Yeah, I need them all. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Carolina, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me to talk about this book. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 